to say yes sir and then the bible goes on to say eh hey, hey, if you are obedient you are calling the bible alaba shake bredo sokolo hey hallelujah ah no let's do this thing give me first peter chapter 3 yourself something I've not given you. <laughs> Even when it comes as a minister as you begin to mature and you begin desiring other things of the spirit. You know how God uses you well and when you you know when God promotes you to something else or gives you something else. And you know when you are trying to work how God never called you to work. There are certain things I know I flow very easily in. This is how come I can come here. We we'll preach, we we'll preach, we we'll preach. At the end of the service, if I don't feel any prophetic word, I will not start calling out people. I'll just say, it's been an amazing Sunday, go home. Tomorrow, part two. Never insecure with what God never gave me. I only function according to the leading of the Spirit. That's maturity. Now, God speaks to these two people. And he tells them, integrity is everything in ministry. Huh? All you people who are in ministry, whether it comes to, to dealing with people's monies, comes to dealing with people's lives, your integrity must be key and respect people. If people are not interested in God, leave them. Okay? If people, if people, if people don't want to give their tithes or their partnerships, leave them. There are a few times I've forced people to do it. And every time I forced someone to do it, they ripped a blessing which they never shared with me. Now, <laughs> so man of God, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, man of God. <laughs> okay. It is well with you. Now, God finds two people and he tells, I mean, this father finds two people, his children, and he tells one, go and do it. And the one is like, yes, I'm going to do it. And then he doesn't do it. Even some responses can become religious, but they are not from the heart. That's why Jesus Christ said, not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, shall inherit the kingdom of God. Then he says, but the one who does the will of my Father. There is something that God is looking for in this day and age. He's looking for people who are willing to do the will of the Father and not just merely respond to the will of the Father. Gawa ufo, wite wa ufo 
Masuke Muchinshi Muchinshi Karombo Mwane Karombo Mwane Afterwards Mwamkwikala Nishina Mwumfobwite Even love the song Karombo Mwane Closer, come closer. Why are you sitting in the dark? So that's how it works. So I'm just trying to encourage everyone to come up front. Now, you have to not just say, I respond. God is looking for actions. And if there's one reason God will like me, is because what God tells me, I'm doing it instantly. I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting. Whatever God tells me, I'm doing it instantly. God tells me do a movie, fast, fast. God tells me go to Chawama, fast, fast. God tells me do this. I'm, I'm moving at the frequency of not just hearing God. Let me tell you something. People who hear God a lot, when you have that privilege of consistently hearing God, you must realize that you've got the responsibility to do what he tells you. I want to show you something from the book of Matthew. Do we have the scriptures? Chapter 13. Something blessed me. Oh, that's better. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. Ah, this is powerful. This changed my life. And as he sowed, some seed fell on the wayside. The birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched. Have you ever seen people who, who, who are so excited in the faith? They hear the word of God and they are so excited. But because they've not been patient, the moment they are hit with something, they wither. But when the sun was up, one day the sun will come. You know, the Bible talks about, in Matthew chapter 7, the Bible talks about um, the wind that blew eh? on the two houses. One was built on chaff and sand. The other one was built on the rock. Interestingly, when the wind came, the wind did not spare. No, this one only built on the sand. I'm not going to blow. No. 
Meaning the same trials you are going through, we go through them. You think COVID-19 has just come for you. It has come to the whole world. Meaning we are all facing the same thing. But it's how and where we stand that will determine at the end of it whether we are going to fall or stand. Hmm? When the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. Hmm. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Hallelujah. <laughs> Give me the next verse. And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak in parables? And he answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. I can preach a whole month on that. But to them it has not been given. Let's go. For whoever has, to him more will be given. And he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he thinks he has will be taken away from him. It's wild. When you have, make sure you have. Therefore, I speak to them in parables because seeing they do not see and hearing they do not hear. Nor do they understand. And it's very, it was very important that they do not understand some of the things that Jesus Christ said, but they are written so that we could understand them by revelation. Because had they known everything the Lord Jesus Christ said, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. So some things had to remain a mystery. Let's go. Let's go. Wow. Let's go. Uh -huh. When anyone hears the word of the Lord and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who receives the seed. So these were people he was talking about. Eh? You know, this is why we try to, to preach the word of God with clarity. Because the word of God has a tendency to be complex. Can be spoken in a mystery. So if we do not preach it with understanding it, the enemy can easily steal it away but when we speak it with simplicity and much revelation you retain it it doesn't leave you you are blessed to be here Amen. Uh, I know the grace that's here okay when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart Sometimes what you are going through, it's not that the enemy wants you to lose the things that you, are, you have. It's that the enemy wants you to lose your relationship with the word that was sown in your heart. That's his biggest, because he knows if that thing grows into a plant and a tree, it will be difficult for him to deal with it. So whilst it's in seed form, if he can attack it with thoughts, if he can attack it with questions, and with the happenings around you, and you are not, you are weak in faith to stand on the word of God. He knows once your understanding and relationship with the word of God is challenged, there will be no tree. Someone say, Abe Pelef. That's the Hebrew word for he just lied. 
Let's go. But he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word of God and immediately receives it with joy. But he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. So, whether you have root or not is subject to the test of time. Whether you have got root or not in the word of God is subject to the test of time. Meaning, for how long can you endure on the word that you received in what you are going through? He who has no root in him, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now, he who received seed among the thorns is he who heard the word, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word. The word of God that we receive is more precious than things we can have or not have. There are people who begin reducing the quality or the integrity or the place, the value of the word of God because there are certain things they do not have. Let me give you an example. You've been... You've been praying and you're look, waiting for a job and it's just not coming. You're not the first one, by the way. <laughs> you know, you don't come to Christ to be married. Eh? Yeah, one day God will ask you, did you come to Jesus to be married? Uh, but everyone was getting married. <laughs> your relationship with God is deeper than some of these things yeah. and it's not just that there are many things why in the first place did you come to Christ didn't you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior wasn't it an issue of eternity so because a girl broke your heart now Jesus should be on the side Because somebody said they don't feel the same way about you, you should stop feeling the same way about Jesus. <clears throat> That's the issue with people who want the things of God and not the God of the things. <clears throat> so, you need to be very careful how you relate with the gospel. What are the most important? He says, he says even the, the heathen seek after these things. God knows you need them. But the Bible says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these things shall be added unto you. Are you following? Yes, Pastor. Hmm? Yes, Brother Job. Today, Panga Sound. Very important. Remember why you came to Christ in the first place. Remember. Lord, can you just wait a bit and get married before you come? <laughs> Let him just come. Yes, And if everybody's singing, you're just like, I don't mind you coming, Lord, but uh, you, we, we have works to do. We, you and I, we have projects for on earth. 
May the Lord give you what you desire. Eh? I said, may the Lord give you what you desire. You know what? <laughs> Are you feeling shy? I said, may the Lord give you what you desire. You know, this year, the prayers I'm making over you. I'm marrying you off. Some of you are saying, wow, but in your heart you are like, We give you all. What a pastor. Today you post me. A man who prays for me. So remember why you came to Christ in the first place. Now, look at this. He who receives seed, you know, let's go on. But he who receives seed on good ground is he who hears the word of God, understands it, and indeed, indeed bears fruit. What? That, that, that's, that's, that's really what I wanted to read from the whole passage. But he who received the seed on good ground is he who hears the word of God, understands it, and bears fruit and produces. That means the word of God is designed to bear fruit. It's, listen, it's not, uh, it's not enough to hear the word of God. It must produce fruit. Every sermon you hear, listen. You people who are exposed to the word of God may have some of the harshest judgments. The Bible says, we who teach the word must not be too excited to teach because those who teach the word of God, it says, will have harsher judgment. That's what James said. That means those who listen to the word with clarity and understanding will also face harsher judgment. Yes, there's no way. I won't be judged alone. I'll grab you. Lord, I taught you. Mm-hmm. Some of you are just look at you like this. I'm telling you what to do. You are refusing. I teach, I teach. That word is a witness against you. When God judges me harshly, I'll be like, Yes, Christ. No guys, we are more You know, when we come for a meeting like this, let me tell you a mystery. There are angels who are here to take registers of who is here. You know, they take note of even the offering that has been given. And even your attitude towards hearing the word of God, they are watching and they are listening. You, you don't know. He says, You are in error because you don't understand. The scriptures know the power of God. Some people don't un- have an understanding of the power of God. So you can imagine there are people who are here and their bad attitude wants them to go home. They can't wait to go. And you think, because the day passed, you think you got away with it. That's what you think. That, that's what you think. And no one, I'm not going to slap you. No. Time will catch up with you. It will. Life is spiritual. This thing for belonging to a church is very serious in the presence of God. You come for service like this, it matters how you're hearing. The word of God is designed to produce fruit. It, it must produce fruit. There's something that Paul said that I want to share with you. Uh, give me the book of First Corinthians chapter number 9, verse 4. Especially when you are here, 
and we, we convene as a body of Christ, be careful with your attitude. Very careful. That's why there's a way you behave in the house of God. There are things I have seen in the spirit. They make me behave myself. <laughs> but I'm sharing this with you so that maybe you can be awakened and who knows, you can make better choices. Listen, so Paul is talking as an apostle to the, to the people that he was given. And he says, so, what version is that? Okay, good. He says, do we have no rights to eat and drink? Because they were stinging him things. And they were giving to people who were just there to manipulate them. So Paul is asking them a question. Says, don't we have a right to food and drink from you? You people understand I've got a right to eat from your pockets. <laughs> I've got a right. Oh, I'm showing you the Bible. Whether it offends you, <laughs> it's not me. You better go, get, go open the Bible and <laughs> we see if you manage. Mm? Matter of fact, Galatians 6 says, share every good thing with the one who teaches you the word. That's what Galatians 6 says. Before it talks about sowing to the spirit and sowing to the flesh. So if you're refusing to give <laughs> 10% sow seeds and give me, give me nice things. God's standard says every time you have something nice, you should bring. <laughs> okay, so let's go. Do we have no rights to eat food and drink? Don't change when you get married. If you used to bring me nice things, don't stop. And sometimes it's not like I'm looking for nice things. It's the heart. <laughs> it's the heart. Some people used to bring me nice things. <laughs> Do we have no right? Listen to this. He says, do we have no right to take alone a believing wife? Another version says a believing sister. <laughs> As do also the apostles and the brothers of the Lord and Kepha. So in other words, he was not married. He was not married. Paul was not married. But he was telling them, do you guys actually understand I can pick from among you a wife if I wanted? <laughs> no, I'm not saying by force. But he was just basically <laughs> saying he has a right to choose a wife. That's what he was trying and he particularly mentioned a believing wife, meaning when you, are, when you are choosing, you have to choose someone believing. There's the reason why he didn't just say a wife, he said believing wife. So don't just go pick someone from the street. <laughs> How do you leave everyone here and pick someone from the street? How special are you? You <laughs> Even when God was directing me to someone to marry, in his wisdom, he directed me to someone who's a believer. So if you're beginning to fall in love with an unbeliever, just know you're outside the spirit. Oh, yeah. When, when Abraham was guiding his son, the servant, his oldest servant to look for a wife for his son. I don't know why. I shall not Abraham at Isaac, a pastor, no, we know, we know, and they could have freedom without a monomish school. You are come for Ile. 
I'm talking to him for a while. He just noticed. <laughs> but then he gave him very specific instructions. He says, go to my relatives. Don't get a wife from the Canaanites. And yet he was living around there with the Canaanites. He said, no, 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 no. It has to be someone from my king's men. In other words, God is looking for someone of your tribe. That's very spiritual. Someone who's a believer is in the same family as yours. Huh? Do we have no right to take along a believing wife as do also the other apostles, the brothers of the Lord and Kephas? Let's go on. Or is it only Barnabas and I who have no right to refrain from working? Whoever goes, to, whoever goes to war at his own expense, who plants a vine and does not eat of its fruit? Or who tends a flock and does not drink of the milk of the flock? In other words, Paul was wondering why they were not giving him anything. Because he's saying, after everything I've done for you. That's why don't be critical. When you see a man of God is being supported by his ministry and another one works for himself, shh, the Bible supports him. You don't know the work it does on some of those people. Maybe that work, that time he would have been working for his own living. He was doing a discipleship class back to back. Then he should be, you know, some people ask very insulting questions. What do you do? I'm a pastor. Yeah, but what do you do? <laughs> like we just sit and wait to be fed. That question is so offensive. Whoever goes to war at his own expense, who plants a vineyard and does not eat of its fruit, and who tends a flock and does not drink of the milk of the flock? Let's go on. Do I say these things as a mere man? Or does not even the law say the same thing? Let's go. For it is written in the law of Moses, you shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain. Meaning don't close its mouth whilst it is working on the grain. Let it be eating as it's working. You shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain. Is it oxen? God, so he said, is it, is it cows that God is concerned about when the law says that? Certainly not. Or does he say it altogether for, or does, or, or does he say it altogether for our sake? For our sake, no doubt, this is written that he who plows should plow in hope. And he who threshes in hope should be a partaker of his hope. I'm going somewhere. This, this is powerful. He says something interesting. If we have sown spiritual things or seed for you, is it a great thing if we reap your material things? So it's basically, now, that, there's a two-fold application there. He's saying, with every seed, every word I've preached to you, every blessing, let me tell you about spiritual seed. Every blessing I'm releasing this every week, every time I'm praying for you, I'm sowing spiritual seed in your life. And that spiritual seed manifests in physical blessings. So if I'm constantly sowing spiritual seed in your life, why can't you sow in me material blessings? Because the material blessings you are having is as a result of the spiritual seed I'm constantly sowing in you. That's what he is trying to say. But then here's what I'm trying to show you. He's trying to say, everything I have been teaching you, every word I have been teaching you, every blessing I've been proclaiming, Every declaration I've been making, every blessing of the week, says that brings about 
a physical materialization. Every word that is spoken turns into flesh. And he's saying, he's, he's saying, look, I know, because every time I preach, there's material that is formed from the words I speak. He says the word became flesh. He says it should not be a great thing for me to expect results when I preach. In other words, God has this thing. He has got this expectation that every time you hear the word, you will produce fruit with the word. If we have preached and sown spiritual seed among you, is it a great thing? Meaning it's something that should be expected that when we sow spiritual seed in you, it must, it must come out. It must come out. It must materialize and crystallize. It must sprout into physical trees. If, we, if, we, if for example, I tell you, I'm releasing the grace for healing. Then you go the whole week. You don't look for the sick. Someone says they are not feeling well. You tell them, drink Panadol. In other words, in other words, you are bad. You are bad. You are being bad ground. And you are, you are drinking in the seed. You now, some of you, when we open you, will find assorted seeds that have never sprouted. Assorted seeds. Fiance. 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 You are a bare ground, but when we open you, we find a lot of seeds. Why didn't you allow those seeds to turn into plants? And I'm going to give the entire church an assignment. Look at everything you've learned. What have you allowed to, to leave? What seeds have I sown in this, in this, on this altar? As I've been preaching the word of God to you, what seeds have you allowed to turn into trees? There's no way, listen, there's no way I can constantly teach you to behave yourself. I teach, I sit, I even, last Sunday I even sat down. I taught behave yourself, wait for marriage, do this. Then you go there and sing. How do I plant a peach tree? Then you go and manifest sepe. <laughs> You don't know Sepe, ask someone outside. Trust me, you'll catch the joke. You will laugh. <laughs> Imagine. Imagine. The Bible says, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. Because to him, to whom much is given, much is required. I was telling my brother, <laughs> I was telling my brother, anyway, Dampase Oksiubarest. And I began telling him, you and I were born in the same family. There's nothing I fed that you never fed. There's no words that we were. Matter of fact, dad used to lock us together to, to fast and pray. <laughs> they used to lock us to fast and pray. Mom would not give you, mom, my mother sometimes would not give you food because you've forgotten a scripture. Why should I be given a lesser judgment? And this, look, listen, this is what I'm telling you. Now, I'm not saying he's called as a man of God. That's between him and God. But there are certain trainings that you undergo. And because of those trainings, much has been given to you, much will be required. There's so much seed that has been sown, you can't be like every other normal believer in the bench. After everything I've taught you here, you go in your school and you want to be cool. When you start, when you join a new institution, you know, 
A lot of people are not aware of this. Hmm? The Bible says, hmm, the Bible says, for every careless word that men speak, they shall give account thereof. Let me give you an example. One time we were editing a movie. Oh, what's the time? Okay, good. One time we were editing a movie, the movie. As we were editing it, there was a girl who was constantly looking at the camera. Now she's not an actress. And I don't think she was even aware that we were shooting the movie. She was not aware. But she just looked at the camera. She would always look at the camera. Now imagine looking, watching a video and the actor is looking at the camera. Looking at the camera. I was talking, hey, yeah. I was like, what? Now, okay? She offended me. She wronged it. She messed it up. Now, I will tell you something. She didn't know that she had offended me. But that didn't, that didn't mean she had not offended <laughs> the, 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 the laws of movie making. <laughs> and I was going to call her. Imagine, I, I said, let me call her and just greet her. Because <laughs> it means we have to do this thing over and over again because of her. Now imagine if I called her and I said, why were you looking in the camera? She would be like, when? I, I didn't even know what was going on. That's how it would be on the judgment day. There are people who not know that what they said implicated them in the wrong thing. <laughs> That's what the Bible says. For every careless word that men speak, they'll give an account thereof. Meaning there are certain things you think you get away with, but you've not gotten away with. Imagine with all the, all the upbringing you had, Joab, you and I, then you don't do anything seriously ministerial. Just in case you are saying, eh, pretty Joab. <laughs> and some of you, you've been with me too long. Paul was telling some people, by now, you ought to be teachers, but you've just been drinking in seeds. Seeds. There are no plants coming out. Seeds. 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 Are you barren? Something must begin coming out. You should be afraid. When you look at the word, you say, I know, I know the quality of the word you receive. I watch myself and I'm so blessed and I want to be very practical about everything I've preached. Myself. James chapter number 1 verse 22. Let me conclude. Oh no, God is looking for people who are very practical with his word and his instructions. He's not looking for people. You, some of you keep stacking up prophetic words. Stacking up prophetic words. <laughs> keep stacking up teaching. Stacking up teaching. Nothing. You don't do anything about it. Aren't you, don't you know that God is waiting for you to do something about I'm waiting for God. God is waiting for you. But B. So mama na take dua resign vapente. Doers of the word. In the final court, it my whole childhood. So when I discovered it's not MacGyver, it's some kind of MacGyver. Forget it. My whole childhood in, in water. Because even my father would just say, ah, my. Even our elders. Anyways, it's not doers. But be doers of the word. The word. The word is a verbing thing. It's a doing thing. You do the word. You just don't listen to it. And the Bible says, and not hearers only. Deceiving yourself. Meaning, 
When you are listening to the word and not doing it, the devil goes on break. Because you become your own deceiver. Mm -hmm. Two people, Satan does not fight. The proud and those who don't do the word. Because the Bible says, God resists the proud. So when you are proud, ah, Satan, Achepa, Satan fighting you. Spiritual warfare from Satan, no. God himself begins to resist you. Imagine, God resisting you. Huh? And those are those who don't do the word. Ah, there has no time. So get out of any of those WhatsApp groups if you're in any. So God is looking for people who are doing the word. Every time you hear the word, whether it's in a dream, whether it's in a vision, or whether it's something you've heard at church, you go back home, you are students that do the word of God. You start thinking, I'm a word practitioner. Someone say, I'm a word practitioner. I'm a word practitioner. Yeah, some of you did accounts and you're hey. practitioners. Some of you did medicine. Some of you did law and you're practitioners. Some of you did teachings. Different things that you did and you practice those things. Hmm? Mm -hmm. But I don't know those who did what? Statistics and demography. You practice it also. <laughs> you count. I don't know. You, every, every word has got a way of being, of being done. Praise God for your lives. But... <laughs> Economics, maybe those I can understand. So anyways, all we are saying is, you know, you, 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 you study those courses and you got to practice them. They're not just things for on paper. They're just not things for in the mind, okay? The Zambian, the Zambian system trains you for an exam, but not the word of God. The word of God system trains you for practice. Someone say, I'm a word practitioner. Oh, come on, say it better than you are saying it. Say, I'm a word practitioner. I'm a word practitioner. Yeah. God wants you to walk the word. God wants you to talk the word. God wants you to think the word. God wants you to eat the word. God wants you to sleep the word. God wants you to dream the word. God wants you to be obsessed with the word of God. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. The Bible says Christ has been made unto you wisdom. You know what that means? It means there's not any other wisdom I have apart from Christ. Every time they tell you something, let me pray about it. You know, but the Bible says, oh, I even get tired of you. It gets to your head. That's the will of God for you. God wants you indoctrinated, brainwashed with the word of God. Someone says, oh, your brain washes. Ah, not today. It's been a while now. <laughs> and I told you, everyone is brainwashed. It just depends on the soap. Yeah, because the person who is so unbelieving, they are brainwashed in disbelief. The Bible shows it. Give me 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. Believers. 
It's in the mind, the brain. If they are saying we've been blinded by practices that happen in the church, it means we've been brainwashed. We are not denying. We are also just saying, even you. <laughs> you know, some people who feel so woke in their darkness. There's this work culture. <laughs> Give me verse three. I'm done. I'm done. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. I've been a perishing. <laughs> All those who don't believe. Whose minds the God of this world has blinded, who do not believe. Lest the light of the gospel, the glory of Christ, who is the image of the Father, should shine on them. So they've been brainwashed. Yeah. We all have been. Matter of fact, someone tells you you've been brainwashed, tell, tell them, ah, I'm chuffed. I thought I was just getting started. <laughs> Thank you for the observation. <laughs> Choose things to offend you. There's some things that should not offend you. Some things should chuck you. This is your Christianity thing you're overdoing it. I? Thanks, man. I thought I was underdoing it. <laughs> Thanks. How about you? How are you doing your worldliness? <laughs> How is it going? There's some people who say, I know we are all believers. Bible says in the book of let's stand. The Bible says in the book of Joshua chapter one. Verse eight. <laughs> Meditate on the word day and night, that you may observe to do. That's the purpose of. It. Look at that. Look at that. That you may observe to do. Why meditate on the word of God if you're not going to do it? To deceive yourself. So, listen, in this month that we have entered in, God woke me up in the morning and he says, welcome to March, the month of practicals. Yeah. You are the practicals. Change my word. You are the ones who practice the word of God. Yeah. You are the practicals. Yeah. God is looking for a generation that's just doing the word. Yeah. They behave like the word. They think like the word. Yes. They post the word. They talk the word. They act the word. I was reading the book of numbers and I did not find your number. <laughs> <laughs> they manifesto the word. Just don't mention me with backfires. <laughs> don't come crying. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it, and that you may observe to do. Amen. One way to become a doer of the word is by meditating on it. The word meditating comes from a Hebrew word, which means to speak under breath, as you think it, to speak it. So it means as you are walking, let's imagine you are reading a scripture, John 7, and it says, out of their belly shall flow rivers of living water. It says, I am oozing rivers of living water. 
healing comes out of me. You know, you're thinking like that. Then suddenly you find someone who says, my stomach. What are you going to do? Say, oh, drink some medicine. That's not the first thing that will come out of your mind. No, I'm not saying there's something wrong with medicine. But there's something that, the first thing that will come out of your mind is, can I pray for you? Why? Because you become what you talk. The more you talk it, the more you believe it, the more you become it. Hey. Are you listening to me? Yes. Say, I'm a doer of the word. I'm a, I'm a practitioner of the word. I want you to raise both your hands and begin just praying in time if you can. Begin telling God, I'm a doer of the word. I'm a practical guy. I practice the word. I'm obsessed with the word. I think the word. I talk the word. I act the word. I'm practical about your instructions of oh God. Lemon brodo shakila practice the massive parole. These are the last days. We have no time to procrastinate. Man de baro de le banda la prado. Ele masumina na masana na mama. Li baro celebre di bom salabaya. Siligi di bronda la prada. Come on, come on. Say I'm a doer of the word. I practice the word. I read the word. I think the word. I talk the word. the word. The spirit of God 
begins to write our lives with the word, with the ink of the spirit, meaning our movement spells something about the word. Because we are, we are an expression of the word of God. That's yes. what practically doing it. Clearly you are a letter written, a letter from Christ. Imagine if Christ was to write a letter. Imagine Christ wants to write a letter to your family and guess what? He sends you there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Imagine somebody saying, somebody saying, Lord, can you write us a letter? Lord, you wrote a letter to the Ephesians. Mm. Father, you wrote a letter to the Corinthians. Mm. Father, write us a letter. Then just suddenly, suddenly, God says says to the guy, I'm writing you a letter. Then guess what? Ephlevian is going there. Are you listening to me? A job has reached there. A precious. Someone. And the guy is like, "Ah, oh Lord, what about the letter you're saying you're going to write to us? The person doesn't know that you are the letter Christ. Someone say, I'm that letter. Can Christ write you to a generation? There are people whose letter from God will only be you. He said, you are a letter from Christ showing the results of our ministry among you. Amen. This letter is written not with pen and ink, but with the spirit of the living God. Woo! It is carved not on temples of stone, but on human hearts. Hey, shabba dagadahasa. May the Lord write unto different people, you as their letter in the name of Jesus. Amen. Your family must be the letter of the spirit through your life. Yeah. Well, Come on, pray in tongues. Pray in the spirit. If you are unable to just ask God, make me a letter. Ask him, Lord, make me a letter. A letter to my workplace. To social media, I am a letter of the spirit. On TikTok, I am a letter of the spirit. To my workplace, in my WhatsApp group, I am a letter of the spirit. God is not going to write another Bible. You are the Bibles he's writing. You don't know how powerful what I'm just saying is. One time, God spoke to me when I was in my third year and I had so much pressure doing ministry and doing school. And God spoke to me and he said, that's why I gave you the name Daniel. I said, hmm? Then he said, listen son, the name Daniel means God is judge. I'm going to use your life to judge others. Because they will see what you'll be able to do and succeed. And they'll have no excuse. But see, Daniel. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. Daniel is not just a person. It's a system. It's a number of people. 
God is going to use your life to judge me. God is going to use your life for people to see if she can do that, I can do it. If she can be, and people see you. We see now she's been in a godly relationship. And yet the guy never left her. I also choose to be in a godly relationship. God wants to use your life as a standard for a lot of people to see. Amen. Someone say, I am the walking word. I am the walking word. I am the living word. I am the living word. Daniel was in a secular society. Some of you are in secular societies. The kind of business you are doing, the kind of work you are doing. But he, he never compromised. Never, not once. That's your testimony. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want us to just, just now just for the next one minute begin to intercede for our lives. Begin to intercede from now on. We've graduated to a greater glory of practicing. Begin to pray for yourself. No one can ever pray for yourself. Lord, shift me today. me right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, I stretch my hand towards you. Be healed. And I command those funny dreams to stop. I command them to stop. Every dream and revelation that God has not given will not have access to you. Every pain in your body, I command it out. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Every symptom of any virus will not live in your body. Will not live in your body in the mighty name of Jesus. Stretch your hands toward me. I pray in the name of Jesus. You are blessed beyond the curse. That no one from the curse shall prosper. In the mighty name of Prosper, prosper, go and make, go and grow, go and dominate. Welcome to the new level of glory. Look at someone, congratulate them, tell them you are living a piece of Congratulate them. Let me tell you something. Every time you hear the word of God, the glory on your life increases. Yes. But every time you practice the word of God, 
that glory of God condenses and stays on you. Let's give our offerings. God bless you. God bless you deeply. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, you can come, come.